I mean, this, you know, this, this may be a bit crude, but I mean, I don't know no other way to say it. Uh, I want to talk about um, booty calls. Good evening. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. I'm so used to Facebook. Um, I, I'm asking people even on YouTube to share this, but I don't think there's any sharing on YouTube. I hope everybody's doing great. I have uh, something I want to talk to you about tonight. Um, is is my my picture right? Am I you know am I am I good? My internet has been somewhat strange. So am I good? Is my picture good? Uh, yes, yes, hello, yes. We see you. Okay, good. I'm right side up in all of that. All right, all right. Good, 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 good. Thank you for coming in tonight. Thank you for coming in tonight on this Sunday night. I apologize, first of all, for... Um, I apologize for um, being away so long. And I may do something a little different tonight at the end of our discussion, if Lisa allows me to do it, I may take three calls relative to the subject matter that we're going to discuss. And if I, if I feel up to doing that, I will give you the number and you can call me and we can kind of uh, talk a little bit about what we're going to discuss tonight. As you know, I have a very uh, serious and ongoing burden for um, for the sisters. You know, I have a have a legitimate and um, authentic passion to speak into the lives of sisters, and it really started with um, started with this book right here, the father daughter talk. Uh, I wrote this book to a generation of women who have not had fathers to really speak into their lives. This was written this was written in 2014. And so I wrote it from the perspective of a father. And that's pretty much the perspective that I come from. I I speak to I speak to you like a father would to a daughter. I speak to you like a brother would to a sister, like an uncle would to a niece, like a teacher would to a student. Thank you so much. And God has just given me this burden and God has given me this grace to be able to speak into the lives of women and and um, it's not focused good. Well, this is an iPhone, so is it my issue or is it on your end? This is not a camera, so it focuses automatically. Is everybody else focused? 
talk to me. I can see you. I see you perfectly. Okay, check out check out your end because this is an iPhone. I'm not using my camera, so there's nothing for me to focus. It focuses automatically. So tonight, let's jump in. Let's jump in. Um, things women must learn sooner than later. One of the big issues I have, one of the great frustrations I have in uh, mentoring, pastoring, um, empowering, teaching, admonishing women is that too often um, you, you take the class, you pay the cost for the class, and you always fail the test. You take the class, you take all of the notes, and when it's time to take the test, you always fail the test, and you find yourself repeating classes that you should have long ago graduated from. There are some things that you should have been learned, and, and you know, you're, you're here now at 30, 40, 50, 60, repeating the same lessons that um, were taught to you in your latter teens, in your 20s. And it's like you never learned the lesson. I started to, uh, when I developed this title, I started to, you know, make it in, in some way things women, you know, over 35, 40 must learn sooner than later. But then I thought about it, the stuff that I need to talk to that group about is the same stuff younger women need to hear. Because women, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, in a lot of cases, you become your own worst enemies. You just, it's like you just refuse to learn. It's like you, it's like you stay stuck in fantasy world and you just refuse to learn. You, you, you kind of like, it kind of like reminds me of the hypnotic state that um, religious people get into. And I'm a pastor, so no, no slant on religion. But I do have a problem with broken religion. Religious people believe that they can just pray about something, feel something, and things are going to change. And like there's no personal responsibility but when you read the word of God, you find that God does his part and then you have to do your part. And so you have religious people that constantly praying about stuff for decade after decade after decade after decade that never changes because they never really learn the lesson. They just keep taking the class and flunking the test. And so when I look at women, I kind of I kind of see the same thing. You keep going through the same stuff. Your mama went through this. Your grandma went through this. You go through the same stuff generation after generation after generation, and you never learn. It's like you stuck in this toxic hope of some kind that um, people that people who are who they are are going to change or that you can change them. Okay, let me jump right in. Things women must learn sooner than later. Um, okay, here we go. Number one. <sighs> you, 
you got to give greater attention to your money. You must, as a woman in a world that is filled with feminine men who don't, in a lot of cases, even have a desire to provide and protect, as a woman, take a more serious approach to your money. I'm tired of seeing women who look like a million. I mean, you look like a million. You have the wardrobe, you have the nails, you have the the mink lashes, you have all of this stuff and you're broke. You, You look like a million. You out in the mall shopping like you got like you got a wealthy husband at home that's giving you the credit cards and you can just go and splurge and don't even have to worry about it. At the end of the day, you're the one that's trying to, you know, piece stuff together for for your rent, for car notes, for house notes, for children's tuition and all of this kind of stuff. And but you look like a million. And yet you're broke. And, And you it's like you don't have a clue that you are all you got. You, you, don't, you don't have no man right now that, you know, just takes care of you, just carte blanche, do whatever you want to do. You are all you have, and you're around here, try, you're still trying to impress people. You impress people through your 20s. You impress people through your 30s. Now you're in your 40s. And you in your 50s and you in your 60s and you still around here spending all of your resources up on stuff that really has no value. You, you should have learned this lesson before now that you are going to have to take care of you at the end of the month. Bay, it don't matter what your closet looks like. It's going to matter what your bank accounts look like. When a woman does not take care of her finances personally, she is often compromised because she has a need for security. One of the greatest needs you have as a woman is security. Now, religious people want to get overly spiritual. Well, you know, God is my security. He's mine too. But I'm not all spiritual. And when I have bills to pay and I have natural needs, I have to see, I have to be able to put my hands on financial resources. And as a woman, security is very high on your list of needs. When you squander your financial resources as a woman, you are playing with yourself. I love to see, I really do. I love to see women well-dressed. I love to see women where, you know, I love fashion and all of that. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love to see a woman in, in, in a beautiful pair of red bottoms or, or some Chanel, Chanel bag and all of the hair and all of the other stuff. I love all of that. That's, you know, I love it. But babe, there's a time and a season, the Bible says, to do everything And some of you all are out here in these malls and it ain't your season to be in the mall. This is the lesson you should have been learned. 
How many times are you going to have to watch this? When you do not have financial resources, here's one of the horrible things that happens. You many times compromise your values and your principles for men that can simply provide a few dollars here and there. You get stuck in relationships for for money when the Lord enabled you to be independent financially, but you chose to take all of your good resources and squander them on style rather than constructing substance. Who's going? Somebody's got to tell you. Somebody's got to tell you. Maybe I'm just the one that has to tell you that that is unwise. That that's that's a path. Listen to what the Bible says in Ecclesiastes uh, seven and twelve. He says, "For wisdom is a defense, and money is a defense. Money is a what? It is a defense." In other words, money will protect you from certain things. And what I teach in this book is every woman should position herself to be financially independent. Even if you have a great husband, you should be a woman that's in a position where any day that you need to step to the plate to take care of yourself financially, you are well able This is the wrong day for a woman just to sit around and just be cute and don't have any financial wisdom or structure or strategy and just say, well, my man going to take care of me. So the woman that has learned her lesson She learns to what? She learns to make money. She learns to make money. She learns to manage money. And she learns to multiply money. Don't don't put a $50 hat on the 10 cent head. You need to learn to make money. You need to learn as a woman to manage money. Meaning what? The, the, The driver in managing money is learn to live your life on a budget. And then you need to learn to multiply money. You need to learn the languages of money. You need to learn the strategies of how to take, uh, you know, a thousand dollars and turn it into a hundred thousand. You need to learn strategies, real estate, stock market. You need to learn strategies to multiply money. Don't be a woman that's just sitting out here and playing with your money because when you play with your money, you play with yourself. These are lessons that you should have been learned. Okay. All right. Let me give you this. I'm going to try to hurry through this. Um, Okay. Now, buckle up. Buckle up. You got to learn as a woman. Listen to this. Now, this is definitely, well, young women, you need to hear this. Younger women, you need to hear this. But those of you ladies who are um, upwards of 30, 35, you need to hear this. You got to hear this. Now, this is straight from my heart. 
And it's 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 God knows it's stone cold truth. You got to hear this. You got to learn to age, but not get old. There's a difference between aging versus getting old. Too many women get old. And I when I when I say that, I'm not talking about, you know, you can't you can't pin old on a date on a calendar or a certain year because I see some 30 year old women. See, aging is is a biological reality. You you can't aging is a blessing. The alternative to aging is dying early. None of us want that. We all want to age. But old is a state of mind. And we have too many women that are old in your minds. You have you have believed you have you have drank the Kool-Aid that the world has served you. And the world tells you that. Beyond 28 years old, I understand now that you, 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 you've hit the wall, you, you over the hill. Uh, that's what they tell me. They're saying 28 years old. That's a baby. 30, 35. That's a baby. 40. You really, in, you be honest with you, you're in your prime in, in, at 40, to be quite honest with you as a woman. But the thing that makes the difference is that you have to know the difference between aging versus getting old. Getting old happens in your mind. Just because you age does not mean you have to get old. And how do we know you've gotten old? It's when you clearly have given up on life. You walking out in the street looking any kind of way. You're not taking care of yourself. You just letting yourself go. You eating everything that you can put your eyes on. You have no more concern with, you know, your, your health or you're nothing. You just, you just, you just, you've gotten old. And that happens between your ears. That, see, some of you have never heard this. There's a difference between aging and getting old. If you can just sit around your house from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep again and look the same way you look once you got up in the morning and change nothing, you are, you are getting old, babe. You're old in your mind. Okay. Okay. See, but you 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 drank the Kool-Aid. Well, the world tells you that at a certain age, you old anyway. So once you get to that age, you just give up. You don't care nothing about your weight no more. You don't care nothing about your wardrobe. You don't care nothing about your hygiene. You don't care nothing about dreams and visions. The world says, well, I'm over the hill anyway, so I'm just going to give up. You're not aging, babe. You, you, you get old and you're wondering why you can't attract a certain kind of man. It's, it's not because of how, what your age is on the calendar. They got a whole lot of women at a certain age that don't look it. You know, ain't nobody really concerned that much about the calendar, but the kind of man you're looking for is concerned about the mindset. Are you going to be the kind of woman that's going to really represent this man? And see, a man doesn't mind a woman aging, but a, a certain kind of man, he doesn't want a woman getting old on him. You know, my mother is 79 years old. Listen to what I'm saying. I wish I had a picture of mom. My mother is 79 years old, and my mother has... All of my life, I'm 56. 
She has meticulously taken care of herself. I cannot tell you a time that I literally, I cannot tell you a time that I remember seeing my mama just looking any kind of way. And at 79 years old, my mother still gets up. She exercises. She drives. She takes care of her own money. She goes and shops. She, she, she likes to, you know, keep up with her, uh, her fashion, the way she likes it. My mother always takes care of herself. She and my brother went to vote the other day. She's 79 years old. They went to vote the other day, and the people were, the, the, the people asked her, would she step aside so that they could let some of the elderly through? And some of the people they were letting through were younger than my mom. Because there's a difference between aging and getting old. And see, as a woman, you got to understand this. Don't let anybody back you in a corner and make you feel like because you were born a certain year that you over the hill. And then in your mind, you give up on life. You don't you don't get old until. Listen to what the Bible says in Psalms 92 and 13. 13 and 14, those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still, watch this, bring forth fruit in old age. As they're aging, they will still be fruitful. They shall be fat and flourishing. You cannot get old in your mind. Now, how do we, how do we facilitate this? Letter A under this point. I guess this is point number two. Age but don't get old. Keep a vision for your life. This is how you this is how you prevent yourself from getting old. You can age and still see youthfulness. Youthfulness, really, to be honest with you, is not a is not a date or, or a block of time on a calendar. Youthfulness is a mindset. Old is a mindset. You have some people that are 65, 70 years old who are more youthful than people who are 35. And you have people who are 35 who are older than people who are 65. It's because a part of your maintaining your youthfulness and not getting old is maintaining a vision for your life. Never getting to the point that you check out on life. I don't care what you've gone through. Listen to what I'm saying. The world will beat you up. The world will traumatize you. The world will break you. The world will do all sorts of things to you as a woman. That's just the sick and perverted world we live in. But you can never let that trauma rob you of your vision as a woman. The Bible says in Proverbs 29 and 18, where there's no vision, the people perish. You don't start perishing until you cannot see a glimpse of a preferred future. As a woman, you got to see this is this is what I try to get. Uh, people, women to understand that are so obsessed with a man. I want a man. I want a man. I want a man. Then I back you in the corner and I ask you, what's your money looking like? Well, my credit bad, my bills backed up and I'm broke, but I want a man. I want a man. Okay. What's your vision? Uh, I, don't, I don't really have a vision right now, but I want a man. There's some things that are more important than I want a man right now. Your individuality is on trial. And if, you, if you're not an individual, you do not qualify to be coupled with anybody. So age, but don't get old. Some of y'all need to go to that closet and take all that stuff you got up in there. 
and dismiss it. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Some of this stuff you're wearing, you, you, you know, you've given up. Go and, go and get you a stylist, somebody that can put you together. Make sure that you're dressing for your body type. But put yourself together. See, your dress code, while, while most people use it to try to impress others, your dress code is really to impress you. Your dress code is about making you feel good about yourself. But back to my point, how do we, how do you, how do you navigate aging without getting old? Keep a vision for your life. Let it be. Take intentional care of yourself. Be intentional about caring for yourself. From your health, if, if you look in the mirror, don't let anybody ever tell you. Listen, listen to what I'm saying. Don't ever let anybody tell you. Well, you fat, you overweight. Don't nobody know how much, how much you weigh. That, that ain't nobody's business how much you weigh. Uh, no, no, that ain't nobody's business. If, if you look in the mirror and you're not happy with yourself, you are supposed to make those changes for you, not for anybody else. You know, see, like my weight has gone up and down in my life. I, you know, and right now I'm on this thing where I'm walking and I'm trying to lose this weight, but I'm trying to lose this weight for me. I don't care what nobody think about what they say about me. I really don't care. My, my, my deal is internal. And as a woman, it's even more important for you to have a real serious conversation with yourself about how you've let yourself go and how letting yourself go has just, you know, that somehow you're over the hill. Listen to what the Bible says in reference to taking intentional care of yourself. Listen to what the Bible says. In Psalms 92, 13 and 14, it says, Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the court. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm in the wrong place. I agree with the wrong thing. Actually, I'm looking for, I, I didn't write the scripture down, but in Proverbs the Proverbs 33 woman, the Bible says of that woman that she took care of, she takes, read it when you, when you get a chance, Proverbs 33. She took care of her family. She took care of her husband. She took care of her employees. She took care of the poor. But then the Bible says something very specific. I can't believe I didn't write the, the actual text down. The Bible says um, she made for herself coverings of tapestry. She made for herself. In other words, while this woman had all of this other stuff going on, she had taking care of the children, taking care of the husband, taking care of the poor, taking care of the employees. She had self-care time. One of the ways you age without getting old is making certain that you do certain things for yourself. And then you got to let us see, you got to keep your mind current and positive. You cannot have a negative mind. You cannot be a, a woman that's given to a whole lot of gossip and negativity. You cannot be a woman that that's always thinking the worst. You need your mind renewed. 
You need to listen to people that build you up. Stop, stop plugging in the people that pull you down and drag you down. You need to plug in the folk that lift you up and make you feel good about yourself because a part of your maintaining your youthfulness is keeping your mind current and positive. Listen to what the Bible says in Proverbs 17, 22. It says, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. In other words, when your heart is positive, it, it, it revitalizes and renews and restores you. But when you have a broken spirit, it dries you up like a prune in the sun. All right. Um, number three, you got to work on your emotional health. You got, you should have learned this. You need, you need to get your money together. You need to, you need to learn that there's a difference between aging versus getting old and stop lamenting the fact that you had another birthday. I'm, I'm depressed cause it's my birthday. Well, would you rather it, you, you know, you not have made it to your birthday. Come on now. Stop lamenting the fact that you had a birthday. Aging without getting old. Now, number three, work on your emotional health. You've been an emotional wreck too long. You, you've been an emotional wreck too long. You've been putting people that love you through Hades, hell, for too long because you are emotionally all over the place. You should have been sought out a counselor, a therapist, or somebody to help you Process your issues. I understand that you, your daddy wasn't there. You ain't the first woman whose daddy wasn't there. I understand that the man walked out, then the next man walked out, then the next man. You ain't the, you ain't the only woman who's, who's had men to abandon her. You got to get yourself together emotionally because as a woman thinketh, so she is. Nobody's responsible for getting your emotional life together, but you, you sitting there with a bucket of ice cream looking at me with all the drapes drawn in the same clothes you woke up in this morning and you all over the place. Have you not paid attention to the fact that while you having this pity party, you the only one that's attending? That getting a grip on yourself emotionally is about your personal quality of life? And that you can only for so long sit around and, and, and just, you know, carry this wet blanket and, and sit around feeling sorry for yourself. Check yourself when you find yourself getting out of balance emotionally. Check yourself. Because a woman without emotional control, listen to this statement very, very carefully. A woman who is without emotional control will be managed. Quite honestly, that's how these, these predators seek you out. Men uh, that have ill intention search for women who are emotionally broken and needy. And then they position themselves in your life and then they learn how to dig in even deeper and fertilize those emotional roots, that, that dysfunction within you. And they feed on you. And while they're feeding on you, you don't know how to let them go. 
because a woman without emotional control will be will be managed. You can't afford to be a woman today that's uh, emotionally out of control because as a woman walking around the world today, it's like it's like a soldier on a battlefield. You can't afford to, you know, be all over the place, emotional, wandering around, crying. No, 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 you ain't got time to cry. You got to pay attention because bombs are dropping everywhere. You got enemies everywhere. You got fire coming from all directions. You got to be about your wits. A woman without emotional control will be managed. Listen to what Proverbs 25 and 28 in the Message Bible says. A person without self-control is like a house with its doors and windows knocked out. You can't remedy trauma with more trauma. If you don't have control, if you don't have self-control, you're like a house with its doors and windows knocked out. And what, what does that mean? It means that you have predators that can move in and out of your life at will because you have you have no boundaries when you when you are emotionally out of sync out of control you have no boundaries no barriers so the wrong people keep coming in and out of your life creating what more trauma and when you are not in control emotionally you're always searching for balance from someone or something on the outside. No, no, balance has to start on the inside. How do you get emotional control? Well, I think you have to do a few things. I think number one, you have to admit to yourself, I'm, I'm, out, I'm out of control. Number two, you have to go and find somebody that can help you process your history. See, because all of these emotional issues that we all have, we all have these issues. These things stem from something in our history. And in most cases, we don't even know exactly what it is. Sometimes we think we know, but in most cases, the root is actually deeper than the thing we thought it was. So we that's why we need counselors and we need therapists. And then we got to do the work. And then in the meantime, you got to hold yourself accountable that when your emotions flare up and go all out of, you know, you got to learn how to reel yourself back in. You got to know when you're going on an emotional trip that's leading you nowhere. And it's. It's your responsibility to harness that and pull yourself back into order. It's your responsibility not to have breakdowns in public where, where, where you know, the, the eyes of predators can see you and then pounce upon you. It's your job. Thank you for listening today. If you would like more information or for other resources, please visit us on the web at rcblakes.com.